Hi everyone, I'm Lou Moultrie, the host for Freedom to Talk podcast, a women's chat room where we discuss the things that touch our lives. Some of these subjects are really sensitive and some of them are really funny. So menopause, addiction, food, kids, well-being, work, music, friends, you name it, we talk about it. We have a disclaimer and it's really pure and simple. We are talking from our life experiences, which may not be the same as yours. We are not the expert. We want you to self care in all that we talk about and we urge you to be your own guide in life and direct your own path take care and grab a coffee or a tea sit back and enjoy and we love you you're women and we want you with us bye stay safe hi everyone this is lou moultrie your host of freedom to talk podcast i have a wonderful lady, Marianne, today. I've known Marianne, I think, possibly three years. Is it three years, Marianne, I've known you? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Marianne. Yeah, she's just going to quickly introduce herself. Marianne's got a wealth of experience and a wealth of knowledge and life experience. So, yeah, let's go. Hi, everyone. Um, well, talking about like experience, I feel like I know experience a particular part of life but because I'm studying I'm studying psychology with counseling theory and obviously a qualified hypnotherapist and working as an assistant a mental health practitioner for National Health Service I feel I still learn from people they sharing their experience obviously like you know I can help with mine I got so much to learn and obviously by end of the goal will be to having my doctorate in clinical psychology okay. I've been calling her Dr. Marianne, I have to say that, because I know she will be a doctor one day. So, Marianne, do you want to start with your childhood? Did you come from single parents? Where did you come from? So there's so many questions I want to ask you. Whatever you feel comfortable to say. Say if I say five-year-old, what was that like for you, Marianne? Horrible. No, I'm just saying like, yeah, it wasn't pleasant as as much as I can remember. I'm actually originally from Hungary. And um, well, I would say thanks to my parents and their experience or what they they gave me to to as a life experience and learn. Well, I had a lot of things to deal with it. Yeah, I grew up in a family as my parents. They both experienced uh, childhood trauma. So somehow they attracted each other. and obviously I came along Mm. sometimes like you know growing up in the environment when your parents are not really happily married it can put a lot of burden on you being responsible and sometimes like you know you're trying to find yourself is that how you felt at five, Marion? Responsible, or or was it showing then, or did you understand it even? With me, I don't think so. I was uh, like, oh, I could ever have a childhood. I, I as soon as I, as far as I know, I was always responsible, understanding so many things. But you know, five years old, I can't really remember five. Yeah, yeah. Anything about my five years? I generally like what what happened and how it was and how it made me feel. Maybe that's. Still- deeply buried can't really tell like how five years old part is just not really knowing <laughs> anything or remembering anything right now I just yeah. know generally that it wasn't a good experience and... yeah because the word you used as soon as I said that like not stood back because you're sitting down you took a breath and went back a bit it's like horrible you just said horrible and then very quietly I have to say you know but- like a five years old is is experiencing so many things maybe 
what I can say that I definitely wasn't the center of attention. Yeah. So definitely I wasn't the center of attention as my parents were most of the time arguing. Yeah. And that impacted like. Sorry to hear that, Marion. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it took me a couple of years of therapy, but um, this is not easy, you know, obviously often to talk about I mean like I'm not feeling any things that I can't talk about any trigger or anything right when you're five years old but you don't really understand what is going on with your parents Mm. and why is it like that or what is it it just like make you feel that you're always trying to close yourself or like trying to hide and and just trying to dissociate yourself from the moment that you don't want to hurt and then just going into the room and then just just hear those things but you don't understand it's a five years does it impact you this is the thing that I didn't know that time like being anxious and and being scared of how people expressing their emotions especially when they can't regulate themselves this is some was that both of your parents Marion was it one more than the other do you think or because you and I I take it this is with your expertise and your knowledge now and how much you've learned and grown and trained and I know that you're a bookworm so I know that you're constantly reading books so this is something that I've done a lot I'm a bit lazy now I don't read them I listen to them on audiobook more now the ones I can convenience yeah yeah it's, it's just lovely Marion but I use that a lot to help me understand and put the pieces of the puzzle together absolutely yeah about my own parents so see one thing that I was every time when I cried I I just say like you know I'm going to find the truth something like deep inside of you that you you think that you don't share with other people and I do think I was living a different life so deep inside even uh, no one really knows who I am because yeah. I never let anyone close. So yeah. like, because yeah. my parents were really busy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying in a, in, in a negative way because I understand how his trauma impacted them and how and different lifestyles, different cultures, Absolutely. different so, areas of where you live. I'm just presuming now because I'm totally ignorant to this, that living in London in the 80s or 90s is completely different as living in parts of Hungary in the 80s and 90s. Yes, absolutely. So it is like if you're thinking about that 80s that time. How old would that have made you? Not specifically. You know, what what age group were you in uh, in the 80s? It wasn't even uh, Berlin, I guess. Oh, right. Let's let's go to 90s then. (laughs) Yeah, I can talk about 90s. This is is me and maths, Marin. Take no notice. In the 90s, what was Hungary like in the 90s as a teenager? You know, as far as I remember, teenager growing up, one thing was definitely there all the time. Mm. Do not talk about family stuff. Do not share with anyone. Yeah. Do not talk about like, you know, what happened and tell other people like we just had an argument. Whereas, you know, often like I was thinking like open window, like people can hear that. Yeah. You know, it's when I grew up in a village when I remember one thing, oh my God, bless people. They are not really alive, but I used to go because growing up in a village, I used to go to the school in another village walking home and you know like the older ladies the elderly people pensioners you know sitting outside on the bench yeah. you know in the summertime and then the tree and then just checking on you checking really check you out as you go home and obviously yeah. like proper... is that nosiness oh my god <laughs> it's like growing up in a village it's a seven o'clock or six o'clock news time 
Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just, I just never really liked that. I never really liked that. But they gossip like, then. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So basically, like, if in the streets, mm. like, you know, you heard, obviously, as I mentioned, my parents um, argued most of the time. It could be because it opened. Were they known for that, do you think, Maria? Now looking back as an adult, not as a child, but looking back and looking at your village and what was going on, like, say, the windows are open, were they the only ones to be like that in this no this oh, is right. a thing no oh. this it's it's not like that you know how it is with people they would rather like to look in someone else's life than trying to find a fault in theirs yeah so yeah. i'm not saying like so this you know, was going was, on a lot was it quite common or it was just the way it it was how it was but i think uh, most of it i wanted to explain it because i don't want to coming like come across and I'm describing my parents bad so I understand I can say nowadays people getting together yeah it's okay if you you just have a child and you 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 are not meant to be with each other yeah that's what happened yeah. okay so sometimes you're attracting the person things good and that time my dad was older, old enough, married already. Yeah. My mom was like, you know, in the age that time and this was no career and everything, ready to be married. So it was quite like that over here, I think, is that women stayed at home, looked after the children and that was their job. And their job, I think it was a few years before that, that things started to change over here. But it was definitely during the Second World War and in the 60s and the 70s, women were seen as the housekeepers. They're the ones that looked after the children. They're the ones that yeah. didn't, didn't have a career and they stayed at home. And it was the men that did the, the work in the physical stuff and actually, I'm going to say it, ruled the home. What they said went, how the children were brought up, the family was dictated by the males in the house. So that sounds very similar. Um, yes absolutely I mean like this is a generation like you know the pattern like women raise the kids yeah and then you know like stay at home and is going to work bringing money that was like a keep you know financially and obviously providing a home so this is well known you know the role of the woman and and yeah. the man okay today this is not working okay yeah. this is not working so even in the younger generation today because look at what you're doing you're out there you're studying you're going to be a doctor one day and yes i would like to but that's your goal it's your goal isn't to get married or well no. I'm, I'm saying that this that is, is a thing no this is a thing like oh, i'm just thinking like what's wrong with me why i'm not dreaming about the white dress and i was thinking you know i'm happy the way i am no responsibility. You don't have to feed another person. You just take care of yourself, do what you want, live your life, get your career, get financially independent. And then that, yeah, that sounds completely removed. And this is the younger generation because you are the it younger is. generation. It is. So that's, no. that, that's how much things have changed. So where you came from, I don't think it's so different, to be honest. It's just in a different place than than I would have grown up. But I think the relationships were pretty much like that. It sounds a bit like my uncles and aunties and what was going on in my house at the time. Yeah. But how did that impact or has it had an impact on your adult relationships? Where you came from? Do you think it is a link? I'm not looking for a link, but do you think it is? Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> 
No, I'm just thinking, oh my God, ah. this is a topic when I can only say like one of the relationship worse than another one. Okay, but just to get an in, in. Oh, have you got a scale of, have you got like a, like a, dick, like a library of If we can go in minus, I can go like um, a minus, like it's not even on the scale, but I understand ah. why. Yeah. Growing up in, an, in like experiencing other childhood experiences, like that's relating to either your parents yeah. arguing and you yeah. listening or like just maybe they they don't have a time to take care of you right now, not saying emotionally. Was it not... only you, Marianne? Because it sounds like you're only child. So was it just you in the house or did you have brothers yeah, and sisters? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like I'm their only child. So yeah, yeah. This is a thing, like affecting affecting you differently. Yeah, obviously, um, it's not something that uh, it can be easily reversible. So basically, as a child, you learn some pattern. You see things, even if you want it or you don't want it, but you're exposed to that experience. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And they're saying, like, you know, often you can follow your parents' um, relationships, and obviously, without you realizing, something is conscious, something is unconscious. Absolutely. So I wasn't aware, like, you know, I was attracted types, like, that was totally creating a dysfunctional relationship, yeah. just yeah. as my parents had. It's like, they just didn't get on, like, you know, they were not... Yeah right for each other yeah. and they just didn't so did you so did go. that recreate in your own adult relationships then that, that, yeah that absolutely was, like I used to yeah you know I used to have guys like that they're broken I wanted to fix them like they yeah. just maybe um they got you know heartbroken heartbroken yeah. and just finished so yeah I had one <laughs> not one many of them <laughs> and then like another one who was totally like narcissistic and then I didn't really I didn't really see what was going on because I got used to it with certain behaviors and so I didn't even know like around me not just family and other people you know around say, me when you say narcissistic like word is used an awful lot out there in simple terms is what were the traits that you saw when you got because usually we don't see them when we're in but did you see any traits while you were in there was there any red flags or was it no. like so normalized that actually well, this is this is what I've seen at five this is what I've seen at, at, at 13 and this is my family and this is how you it know, is do- I have to be honest, yeah. I didn't know the truth what was I I experiencing until I moved to UK. So yeah. until I I got detached from that environment. Oh right. Okay. So really I didn't know what was going Marianne. on. Just felt my feelings. Yeah. I know I wasn't happy. I know maybe I was having depression from childhood. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know how it's affected me. Obviously, now I know because I study and and, and how and old I, were you, Marion, when you came over then? So that at that point. Yeah, so I was 26 when I actually packed my stuff and obviously yeah. got an opportunity to come here and I came here with more luggage. I am not sure I would do again. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to say, for anyone listening, and if you're struggling a bit, because Marianne has got a very strong accent, but I have to tell you, her English is better than a lot of people that I know. And and did you did you speak English when you came here at 26? No, not a word, not a word of English. Oh my god! So so you didn't speak a word. I'm telling you, if I landed in Hungary, not speaking a word of Hungarian, 
I would not be studying in in Hungary now and doing what you're doing and holding down a job in the NHS, you know, the equivalent to that over there. Yeah. You're doing amazingly well, amazingly. Thank you so much. But I came here, well, this year was a 10 years anniversary. 10 years. So, so yeah. From not speaking a word, coming here, did so you you came, you packed your suitcase, you came, did you come by train or I don't know how that works, plane, plane. train, right, yeah. plane. This is me. <laughs> so you land here. I feel really scared for you. What was that? Don't like? worry. Or was it or was it exciting? No, it wasn't exciting. I'll tell you why. It wasn't exciting because I didn't know what was ahead of me, but I knew it. Whatever I wanted to have to work for it. Yeah. So at 26, I actually find out when people are saying, follow your dreams. Yeah. That's actually bullshit. I'm sorry to mention yeah. it. No, say, no. Say but it's what? not true. It's not yeah. true. Yeah. Because, you know, like when you in your doesn't 20s, just land on your lap. <laughs> you got this to... is a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I can do that. But they not even tell you the challenges. They not even tell you that you literally have to go and do this every day. So basically, when I came here, obviously, yeah. I studied ESOL and then find a job. Um, do, you want to, do you want to tell everyone what ESOL is? ESOL is an English uh, language. I, I think it's one of the first courses that people go on if they can't speak English. English They're quite the basic. Yeah, um, it is. It is. So basically, I was starting that from, I think, maybe two days after I landed. So I think English speaking for English for speakers of other languages. Ah, oh, right. That's okay. what I mean. Okay. Still... I have to tell you, Marion cheated then because she's looking at her phone. Yes, <laughs> I actually googled it because I was like, oh my God. Like, no, it's okay. You can speak English now. So oh, I think you, you've got your entitled to forget what that, what that meant. That's good. So you're 26. Yeah. You've got your suitcase. You're on your first, you know, you're sitting in a classroom. Most we don't know anyone. And they, they were for different nationality. That was that was the first of the experience, like, you know, being around, like, Chinese, people from Spain, France. That was mixed. It wasn't all just, like, for hung, Hungarian no, people. No, that was none of Hungarian. Oh, like, that sounds know, really hard. Speak my language. So that was, you try to swim or you drown. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. God, that sounds quite a challenge. So did you meet a partner quite soon on after coming here or was you on your own quite a while I mean I, I don't know I'm speaking for myself so I can't say for you but I'm just picturing this story of you coming here you're not a child you're not a teenager you're a 26 year old woman by this point so you've got your ideas of what you want want to do where you want to go and obviously a stepping stone to to better things to a better future or, or you know getting a standard of living that you want or a career that you want so you're here I'm thinking that not having people around from your own country straight away makes me feel quite vulnerable and that if I did meet a partner or a friend of the other opposite sex or whatever I'm attracted to that that would be quite easy to fall into a relationship very very quickly and hold on to that for dear life because of missing the companionship of whether it's family or friends or people from where you come from does that make sense Marion? yeah that, no that just rubbish what i'm saying <laughs> no it's not rubbish what you're saying at all but to be honest Lou, that was a different reason for me 
yeah. why I was holding to bad relationship. And it was, it was most like, you know, if you never experience and you didn't get love in the way and yeah. didn't grow up in secure attachment yeah. um, and in a secure base, like, you know, when you are supported emotionally and meeting your needs, yeah. you quite often seeking love outside and, and getting into relationships where they not really want to love you. They yeah. just might want to use you. So you can easily like fall into the trap of the narcissist where love bomb is coming initially. Mm-hmm. And then after they trying to obviously gain your trust and then they trying to manipulate you and and telling you the way you see things is not how it is, whether you know or you don't understand yeah. first. I'm Manipulate just, your brain. I'm just trying to, sorry to interrupt you, Marianne. No problem. I'm trying to relate that to you because that's almost like that doesn't sound very close to you. It sounds like you're talking about it, but not actually linking it to a relationship with you. Is How was that when you said love bombing and that? Did you experience that? As exactly everything that you just said did you experience yeah I fall in the trap definitely I was I was it's like you know when you're losing yourself totally yeah you really work for just to be loved you really do everything for the man just just to love you back just get the feeling how it is when someone can love you because you never experienced it Mm. what love means and it's not because of blame for everything I know my parents never experienced that so when you never experience anything how you can give to another person yeah yeah so it was like big 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 slap from life yeah because in that relationship after another bad one and I was not really having anyone for a long time yeah I fall into the trap another time which I didn't see was coming because they swept they sweep you off your feet did they buy you get call you lots or what was what was the I think it was I got a portion of attention yeah yeah and you know because I think most of the people experiencing trauma sometimes you fantasize how we can be when you meet the right one and you know often like women and including myself you can imagine the qualities that you're looking for in the person who does not have so you kind of not living in the present moment you kind of in your in your fantasies and you don't really see the person often they say that is the pink cloud so I didn't see the person because I didn't want it to see I didn't want it to recognize the signs and when I I understood the science. I didn't want it to let it go because I would be heartbroken. So what was, it was, what not was the easy. signs, Marion? Can you remember what the signs were? And you're holding yeah. your head. So I'm under like you're like deep in thought and flicking through all these different relationships, maybe in your head. I'm you asking. know, I, I have to tell you that like um <laughs> but I'm not sure I ever talked about this with someone oh. or ever felt like, oh my god, that is is you have to talk about yourself Marion you're really you're really doing well because one of the things you said to me is you was brought up people don't talk you don't know what goes on this is the thing so you're doing really well you're doing really well and you don't have to you know the thing is Marion and for everyone who's listening they know how it is is we don't push ourselves ever only go how far I'm just very nosy and I'm very interested in relationships 
And I find yeah. them absolutely fascinating, the pattern that yeah. tend to replay until we're healing. They sort of play out, even whilst we're healing, they play out for us to correct them in some way. And, mm. and it's so painful sometimes. So it is. So you look like, oh, is that why you was holding your head? Because it's like flickering through all these different. No, I'm literally trying to get in, get in to actually have a logical explanation. Not saying using yeah. logic, but like what I really felt. I I never felt like that played up and and having betrayed that much, and and I was shocked that people would approach me just to take advantage use me and then threw me away like like I would be just an underwear or not even underwear like a tissue that you just clean your shoes and then go yeah to be honest because my you sound like that that relationship really hurt because I could hear you, you really, your voice wobble you really destroyed me like yeah I mean like I'm not not um you know denying anything it really destroyed me and yeah. uh, I lost yeah. everything so I had to live with my friends yeah and that was like you know maybe being naive or maybe I thought oh. like um people often like me like they they not really when you approach someone with good intentions so sometimes I think like, oh, I couldn't I'm not a person I could do this so then he actually taught me pain really big pain it took me years and years and years yeah. to actually heal from how long was this relationship Marian? was it a long-term one was it a short well short it one? was like short uh, relationships can, can hurt just as much it was two years but at least the impact was at least four years so two years with this person and the and the massive impact four years and I, I can still see the impact no now. let me just clear this oh, up. right okay two, okay two years was where it was and to coming out of that relationship yeah that was a challenge it's it's not about when you got like want to someone who doesn't treat you well mm-hmm. and you still can't explain why you're attached to it and what you see and why you wanted to explain that person is good when that's just trying to put you down in any way and trying to tell you nasty things Mm -hmm. and to coming out to actually tell your brain and your heart this is not right that's the hard part Mm -hmm. so that was another two years that I was not sure I, I actually made a good decision and always it was really hard to leave it it was really hard but I knew it if I stay he would destroy me more it's not just destroying you inside as your self-esteem it's destroying you as a woman yeah it's more thinking about like you don't have even a pride or self-esteem or or even think that you could deserve better than than just a piece of shit So, so that's that's the damage that someone has done controlling or manipulating or whatever whatever's going on in that relationship it doesn't sound healthy at all so damaging because because a healthy relationship is empowering is being respectful is valuing is is building I almost see like a healthy relationship as building and holding each other up with whatever is going on in the world financially or whatever that you hold and embrace each other absolutely true but what I was really recognizing there was one painful event that actually relating to my birthday when I really thought like and this is what I'm saying I really felt so stupid as a woman and when you thought like 
what you did for another person because you really wanted the relationship you so did quite work hard for it. on you so when you speak I notice you say this very negative almost like you should have known better do you still feel like that now you know I'm only saying I should have known better because previously I experienced before that not similar obviously mm. and I didn't know that was coming so I'm just like I wasn't really aware what was I on. It was totally unconscious. You know, when you're living in something and you experience it, you can't see clearly as when you are an outsider yeah. and, and you would see someone else's life. So if if you're listening to this podcast, like and you would say, oh my God, this is a total science. Like, you know, he wasn't returning anything. He didn't take action. His words and action didn't match. Like yeah. it wasn't yeah. aligned. He was just always demanding crossing over boundaries like allowing you anything like you to have and there is no it sounded like going back a bit is that you lost not just part of yourself Marion that you were trying to find when you came here but you actually ended up sleeping at a friend's house on a cat it's not just only that why I'm really pissed off yeah I mean, that's, that's enough. It doesn't have to be only that, but that, no, that's no, enough no, for no, the first thing, not, isn't it? It was even worse than, than oh, it looked like. Yeah. So here's because it was like uh, finishing one of the semester and, and because like, you know, it happened during the time, like we could just go for summer break. What, I do, nearly what, lost. Do you mean, what do you mean semester? Were you, are you talking about so like basically the, like, you know, I was at uni that time, oh, right, obviously, okay, yeah. like, you know, freshly moving to London. Why yeah. not? Why is happening <laughs> all the time like that? I am really grateful to my friend who let me to stay with them that time because if not, I would have had to go back to my country and lose all of my years of work. So, yeah, so this is what I'm saying that the person, even if I shared some of the things about me or what happened to me or whatever, because I was still healing from my from my childhood trauma. I was still healing when he was coming and without not understanding so many times he was saying, I don't care about your feelings. And I still didn't really. I, I just this is what I'm saying. Often you don't know. No, there'd be women listening why to you, Why are you holding yeah. to this? And you know why? Because you always think that the person would change. And it's Absolutely. not. You're giving them giving them one chance, second chance, a third chance. And I'm sometimes I'm thinking, like, how many chances I give to be treated badly? Mm-hmm. And then after I, I honestly, this was ever the hard part. Like, that you just had a childhood trauma, knowing what's going on. Because... When I got to know what happened to me, it was just a random day. I was just sitting in the place and just, you know, the thoughts were coming. I just get to see clearly and I just see like what what really happened, how it did impact me. And that's how it started to unfold yeah. the whole interest in psychology and get to know what happened to me. Is and that get a painful journey, Marion? Because usually it when is, we're healing, it is. it's so painful. I can't tell you the pain. I, I, if I say it was painful, I am just like, if I could scream, I could scream. <laughs> because it's not about that, like you have a pain. When someone is actually stepping on your open wound. Yeah, yeah. And still stepping on it. That's what it's it like, isn't it? Because you're, you're trying to heal from, from childhood stuff. And then you're in a relationship which actually sounds 
fantastic at the beginning and I have to say a lot of them are like this this love break attention I got like morning messages attention yeah oh my you know I get butterflies Marion you know when you when I hear women talk about this side even though I know what's coming I still get these feelings in myself and they're not even my relationships I'm thinking oh my god that just feels like so uplifting yeah yeah my shoulders go up I feel like oh my god this is I can see it I can feel it how lovely this is and then, I felt exactly the way. Yeah. I felt exactly the way. This is it. I find the right one. And then you start to fantasize. Yes, every woman is like dreaming about like, you know, yeah. the one and the love and romance. And then when this is disappear, like yeah. this is so these actually little appear. things start to appear now. And then it doesn't feel so great. I think this is it because this is really important what you're saying, Marion, because there'll be women here or people it doesn't have to be women men as well is recognizing I know that feeling in my gut exactly what Marion's saying I, I know that feeling of feeling loved feeling just this is it I'm feeling held all the things I said about a healthy relationship I feel held yeah. I feel loved I feel I feel wanted I feel needed I feel valued this is it and then this slowly slowly pick 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 things that you didn't recognize and you know you're thinking I don't really like that but you like you say one chance two chance three chance because once you have to really see it for what it is I imagine it's a really shitty feeling I think it's 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 more than that I was so anxious I felt like that that energy all over my body and I didn't know who to reach out how to ask help yeah he left me I think that's the reason why I was traumatized again because he left me with the pain. Yeah. So even like, you know, he left me with all what he did. And and this is thing, don't get me wrong, I don't want anything. Like, you know, I, I don't need his anything. Yeah. Because obviously I'm I'm doing well. Yeah. Really, really well right now. But in that moment, I just didn't understand why. Couldn't understand what did I do do like how I become a victim or how become a target mm. and sometimes I think you know, like maybe my vulnerability and maybe like this is really a danger for people to experience like childhood trauma mm. because you think you can open up to another person this is often the effect you either trust people blindly mm. or you don't trust at all mm. and you can fall in either way yeah like exactly you... I was going to say there's like it, there's no good good way of this is there yeah, I'm at the moment like don't trust anyone after this experience. Come on, you have to prove first. But you know so, something, when you're saying that, Marion, I see this lovely, smiley, warm person that does have the confidence and understanding as, yeah, um, not yet. I'm not going there just yet. And then yeah. when when you spoke about that relationship, I could sense this wound that is like an arrow in your heart or whatever that's just just completely disintegrated part of you that and then I see this other part of you that's like there's still a still a bit of a wound there that takes time that takes you know, time I have to tell you something that I don't like to talk about and I don't really yeah. admit ever people or love yeah but because I'm always trying to hold and I'm always trying to show that I'm a strong person and if I if I like got heartbroken or something like that I'm just disappearing from society and you know I'm just going I don't show 
Yeah. I don't show that I'm vulnerable. I don't yeah. show. And what he really pissed me off that he broke me. That's the whole yeah. point. Yeah. And then he to me, I don't know what relevance it is, but I always thought, yeah, I am strong. I can show that I'm tough. And I was thinking like, look, even the brick is breaking. Mm. And that was something that I, I, it's changed me in the way where <laughs> it forced me, <laughs> I would say forced me to, to be vulnerable. Yeah. Thank you. Thank forced you me for, to be vulnerable. Thank you for, for actually being so damn honest on here. And thank you for saying things that you haven't said out in the open before, because that takes an awful lot. And I don't know whether you'll take that as a compliment or not just yet, but that takes an awful lot of courage. And that is being vulnerable. So exactly what you just said at the end is like, it forced me to be vulnerable. But thank you for that, Marion, because undoubtedly there will be snippets of what you've said within other women that or other people that listen to this and be able to reflect and if they're struggling but it sounds like you've done a lot of work on yourself and yeah how do you feel how do you yeah I said not trusting I didn't mean like you know do you trust yourself Marion now this is it this is it thank you for mentioning yeah okay I wanted to tell whoever is listening it's not about trusting another person it's about trusting yourself it is about trusting yourself in order that you can make a make a wide decision when you learn from your experiences trust enough that yeah. that you know oh, I often I, I I was terrified when I had to make a decision I wasn't sure am I doing right not right what is is it good for me not good for me and now I yeah. can say like by listening to my feelings how the other person is making me feel or something when I feel like well this is not really making sense or what's wrong why am I we talk about this a lot is your body is a great indicator because even Absolutely. when your brain your brain can't make sense of it your body is spot on it's like a this regulator that goes ding 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 and it will it will tell you but often we turn it right down if we start noting that when we walk into a place it's god I feel lovely and warm and I feel I can't I feel excited I feel happy I feel joyful that's usually when you're around your good friends can be it doesn't have to be a party it can be going for a coffee with someone you haven't seen for ages and just go like oh my god I couldn't wait because you feel so calm and relaxed and yourself and accept I think absolutely that's what I wanted to say the way you're saying I think for me now most important if I meet someone to be myself and without without trying to take up a mask and be someone else like yeah. everybody thought like oh you are so strong no one really say that I I didn't show I never talked about people from the past where I grew up and after moved to another city they, they didn't know me mm. they know I was living a different life the deep inside they don't know how desperate I was yeah. to be loved sometimes they don't know anything yeah. about what you felt and what was your feeling because you never talk about was that the persona that you had unconsciously had to... built yeah as a child for all the stuff that you went I had through. to hide yeah I had you to just protect like, her you had you had to survive as well so is that the persona is ah Marion's doing well she's really strong she's she's all together She's like a tough cookie. Is that the persona that people saw? But actually it was to protect the other part. Yes, it was like, I was always 
you know, run away here when it was about like deep conversations to say something. I never, I never shared what happened. I never talked about what happened. I knew the feelings, but I didn't, I didn't really understand what was going on with me. So it's like, don't know what's going on because affecting your brain and everything. And yeah, just like, I didn't know at all, like, this was it or I had to create some someone like you know where I can escape I had to create someone that people see so even if I was having a pain like I was having a pain in my heart and I was smiling and say like yeah and then just you know feel that another person just hurt me and I'm not really showing anything do you know what I find when we do that I can really relate to what you're saying is like you're 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 in pain you're literally in physical you're suppressing pain. yeah you're suppressing totally just pushing it down like nothing happened like you wouldn't be a human being yeah like smiling getting on doing what you you you're you're doing in the world and no one would know I have learned through my own healing with that and I think that's what's made me so vocal about how I feel so if someone asks me oh how are you today and if I don't feel right because I spent so many years saying I'm fine I, the joker yeah I, always be the joker, I think sorry laughing to say. yeah but now I say is, I'm not good that's the thing because that's you think to yeah. say that and I think this is very a healthy. Other people that are not so healthy would. It's weird, isn't it? Because it sort of it sort of switches. Because years ago, I would think I'm not the healthy person, which I wasn't. These people out there that are having a great time, they're they're the healthy people. And now I'm the one that says, no, I'm not so good this week. I've you know really struggled, or my mental mm-hmm. health hasn't been good, or I've, I've felt really low, or I've I've had to really take care. I'm very vocal about that. Those people have got their own persona and I and that's what I've realized now that there's a lot of people doing what we used to do is put this persona on that they're okay yeah and I and lots now, of masking yeah lots of masking for quite a while now thank goodness I feel really at ease with myself about being not okay and I feel like mm. you're all right Lou even in your bad days you're all right I think when we speak about it and like you said now being able to take the mask off at times yeah. or be without it and not that persona we're much more open for support because when we're when we've got this persona on that we're all right no one sees that we need support when we're able to say I'm hoping at whoever's listening that will be something to think about is do we put a mask on does everyone mm. look at us and would never know I mean sometimes we have to do that to cope we have to do it. We we cannot be vulnerable in those. It's excruciating sometimes. But. And you know, often like I remember, like I was I was struggling. I think what was hard for me to overcome was the behavior of people pleasing. So I often felt like when it was conflict, and obviously, like after how you would approach I used to take up different masks I used to be someone else and used to do this and that just to distract and sort of thing and I'm I'm tired I got tired I got tired and now I'm just saying like I don't want to be someone else who I'm not I don't want to survive I don't want to play this game again because I never choose to play this game I can say now and I wasn't thinking this before I'm often like grateful for the experience, but not grateful for the pain. Yeah. Means because, you know, overcoming all of those things and working on yourself took so many years out of my life when I could enjoy and I was mm-hmm. depressed and, and still had to engage in therapy and, and still had to work on myself mm-hmm. just to feel happy without medication. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I find wonderful if you could ever find the word wonderful for what people like us go through is the fact that we're usually in roles in life that because we've spent so much time trying to put the pieces together of our own life and heal and understand trauma, understand narcissists, understand psychopaths and all of these different behavior patterns that we actually are very good at in our jobs. We have the lived experience because I find that the good practitioners are the ones that don't say, yeah, I've done that. They're still learning. And what you first said, well, you know, when we started is, oh, I'm still learning. And it was, it's, it's, still it's great to hear that, Marion, because it, that doesn't mean that we've not reached what we need to reach, but it means that growth is so important. It will keep coming. Absolutely. Anyone that thinks, oh God, how long does this go on for? I've got to be honest with you, forever. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, keep, no. keep learning, keep learning. The pain, this is the, thing, yeah. the pain doesn't have to be forever, but the learning, the managing it, is in your growth so it's really nice to hear that I think when we were speaking at the beginning of we never know where these recordings go because they bring out different things for different people I do believe that every recording is perfect for that person it doesn't have to be perfect for anyone else it's perfect for that person and there'll be someone else that can relate to snippets of what we talk about but absolutely is there anything that you want to end on and we can come back if you want to, but is there anything that you want to say or a message or you don't have to, is there anything about your journey that surprised you of how you got here or anything, anything that comes to mind? You know, just to summarize, I am really surprised that I survived because, and I'm sure lots of people experiencing like in a good day and bad day, even now I would say, yeah, you do have certain days where it can kind of trigger you and how you can overcome of those. It's really important, no matter what mistakes you did. And no matter what's like, you know, you fell a trap of a narcissist or not, what is most important for giving yourself and how you are with yourself, the rest of it doesn't matter. The most important is how you see yourself, what you think of yourself, how you forgive yourself for not knowing what you know now. Yeah, that was wonderfully put, Marian. wonderfully put. I struggled, you know, with the way you said, like, if I used to beat myself up. Yeah. Like, even I started this and I folded the trap. Yeah, I made a mistake. I know, I can say now, it was only a mistake and yeah. not a life sentence. Yeah. Grateful. And the thing is, we're not perpetrators. We're just people looking for acceptance, love to be valued, yeah. to be heard. That's all. That's not a crime. What other people do are actually crimes. You know, coercive control, the gaslighting, yeah. the financial control, all of this stuff are crimes. What we do, looking for love, looking for being held and feeling warm and feeling enlightened and empowered, that's not a crime. Just one thing I would say, it's the end. The good thing is, I would say, point is how you perceive all of those experiences. The good thing is for me that I can go to bed at every night and putting my head on my pillow without feeling bad about myself that I did something wrong. So the most importance of the healing that I don't have to live with what he done to me. Yeah. Because he did it, not me. Yeah. So that's that's like often we have to realize that someone else's projection is not 
who we are and it's not like what the problem with us it just we we are not becoming a a scapegoat anymore and we just take control of their life you know what that is your shit I'm going to hang back this to you because I don't (laughs) want it thank you and And I think I had to learn that this is not me this is him he was not capable to be in the relationship and uh, didn't have good intention so there is nothing wrong with me do you know how many times we internalize like of breaking up leaving like a relationship that was abusive what was what was wrong with me don't internalize okay no one is perfect but they were the one like the things and it's okay to work on yourself it's not a problem at all well I hope that we all get to the stage and I've, I've got to that stage. I love the way you put that is like when you put your head on the pillow, that actually it feels like that you just sink into that pillow and, and you'll feel happy with who you are. And, and I think what a lovely space to be in after speaking about the other stuff, which I know you don't have to go into depth with because I, I really heard it from your heart. So I think anyone that's gone through stuff, we can all relate because we all have our own story. We don't, we, we can put our own words in there and, and what it is that broke us. I think what I also learned uh, from this experience to learn to appreciate myself more. Mm. And then, you know, if I do, hopefully other people can see that, that I do have a worth and I do have values. And now I'm saying like, now I can make the selection. And in the good thing, I'm really proud of myself, like that I loved him. I'm just drawn as you're talking, I'm drawn to this 26 year old that landed here and now looking at you and what you're doing and the job that you've got and working and working and working your way up. I feel really proud of you. I feel like almost that maternal figure. I'm very proud of, are you proud of you, Marion? Could you have even foreseen where you would be in 10 years later? Speaking to me on a podcast. (laughs) Okay, um, I can tell you I always have a high expectation with myself or of myself. See, I'm still struggling with some of the things like proposition. If someone actually can teach me or like tell me how's this working, please reach out to me. And you're doing lots of theory (laughs) stuff and writing lots of essays and God knows what. So you're doing fine. You're doing fine. um, are you pra- oh yeah yeah no this is the thing i recently had to submit my lab report and oh my god it was much better than it used to be like i got a really nice point and i got like this the discussion part did go well the result and everything went even the things that i wanted to say in introduction were nice so this is all in your studying this is in my study and so i'm just thinking like yeah i'm okay with myself now yeah well this is the thing I think I got to the point where I do feel like whatever I achieved it was hard work and still so mm. when other people is like you know coming home and doing things and going out at the weekend time especially like you know when it's exam time I'm actually spending my weekend studying and, and sort of mm. it and my weekdays after work which is not a problem but I'm just thinking like yeah I did put so much in there I'm proud of myself in the way that I did the courage and I tied my trousers up and then did the hard work for creating a better life for myself yeah well thank you Marion thank you for sharing thank thank you for sharing what you have thanks a lot bye thank you so much for listening and hearing women's true life experiences 
Don't let the conversation stop here. If you want to be part of Freedom to Talk podcast, contact me. You can link yourself in through the website at www.freedomtogethercic.co.uk. Go to the Contact Me page and get in touch. If you have suffered any form of trauma and would like to know more about receiving neuro-experiential online therapy from myself, please check out the website for more information. Take care and be safe.